This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, the Gallows. They only had a hundred thousand dollar budget. They they didn't have a tagline. For Pfeiffer. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And there's there's no Hotlanta. Nope, Hotlanta is it's too cold for Hotlanta. It yeah. Be like Tepidlanta at this point. At best. Yeah, at best. <laughs> so we watched a found footage movie because it is our accidental found footage month because we had two found footage in a, movies in a row. And we all know that two movies in a row make a pattern. Yep, we are contractually obligated when we watch two thematically similar movies, or even not even thematically, I guess. Sometimes just they have wheelchairs in them. Connected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, because we had a theme month previously, so why not have another theme month again? Because you know we're we uh. Our uh, our marketing research says that our listeners love theme months. Yeah. Our marketing research being mags just typing things into it onto the internet to see what happens. Yeah. She told me her mouth tastes like teeth the other day. It was. It <laughs> That's was amazing. It was pretty good. Have you have you informed her yet that she's just a skeleton living inside of a meat sack? No, I'm going to save that one. I would really blow her mind with it. <laughs> uh, or that, like, your teeth are bones that come out of your face. They're just bones, man. Yep. <laughs> uh, we're all skeleton jelly. Yes, Ed. Yeah. I know that's an old internet meme. I don't even know if it's in a meme. It's just some weird thing I stumbled across once. Just Google skeleton jelly. Maybe I will. I probably did already once. Probably once. I, this may not be the first time I mentioned it. So anyway, The Gallows. The Gallows. The Blumhouse production. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I discovered this through the A Horror Pack subscription. Thanks, which I currently have on hold because I have like freaking 30 movies from them to watch still. So I figured I could take a break for a while until I finish those. Yeah, Horror Pack, there was a sponsorship. What are you doing? Yeah, you know, we have like ones of listeners. <laughs> we have at least one we can verify. Yes. It may be the same person going by different names. We're not certain of that. That's fine. Yeah. These are so dedicated. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> didn't, yeah, our super fan didn't want to seem like too much of a super fan, so they uh, they split themselves into four or five different names so that we felt like we had more listeners than we do. They're all Plovdiv in my heart. Yep. <laughs> Plovdiv and a bunch of proxy servers. <laughs> Plovdiv, Plovdiv and his Russian botnet making it happen. <laughs> 
Maybe a Bulgarian botnet. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because Plovdiv is literally a town, a, a city in Bulgaria. <laughs> I've been there. So we start up in this one with uh, some old VHS footage of a play at a high school. Yep, from 2003. 1993. Oh, 93, yes. And uh, something goes wrong during the play. Yeah, so uh, the the character has to get up on this on this platform and put a noose, have a noose put around their neck, and then there's the hangman is supposed to release the platform, only it releases itself, and whatever safety harness they had didn't work, and the person gets hanged. Yeah, in front of the whole audience. Yep, everyone screams and rushes around, and there's news footage and. It's just not good. It's a bad it scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a kid in a movie, so the kid was probably in his mid-20s, but it's fine. I get it. Yeah, that's fine. But, you know, the NRA was there to allow us to keep gallows around. You know, the Noose, the noose Rights Association. <laughs> yeah. I play video games, they said. Yeah. <laughs> Charlton Heston fought for a right to keep nooses. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so then we cut to present day where they are putting on, they are putting on, I'm sorry, they're remounting the gallows at the same town in Beatrice, Nebraska. Yeah, because it went real good that last time, so why not bring it back? Yeah, I mean, you know, only one person died. Yeah, and then these days in an American high school, that's pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so we're treated to, I don't know, just bro hammer camera guy. Yeah. Yeah, bro hammer. That's good. Oh, God. This dude's terrible. And he's just like mocking his friend who's trying to rehearse his lines for the, the remount of the gallows with, uh, his, the female lead and he's just like bro hammers just sitting there with his girlfriend, like making fun of his best friend. Well, you know, like best friends do. Yeah. Classic high school. Yep. And it, but granted his best friend's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we're treated to, you know, just some of the, uh, high school experience. Like they have to have a stage kiss, and like they're getting ready to kiss, and then like you know the the teacher director like cuts the scene, and you know and and what well we should probably go through the characters drama queen, yeah who is the female the female lead in the play, uh I don't know what what do we call the male lead in the play. I don't know. He had so many well-defined characteristics. Can we call him Kyle? We can call him Kyle. We can call him Chad. Well, no, Kyle, because his character's name is Reese. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Uh, We have Brohammer and Kathy Lee. Yeah. And we see uh, Brohammer. He's also on the football team. 
And the football guys are all giving him guff for being in the uh, drama squad, which apparently yeah. is uh, more than one kid says it's like a required course. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, granted, like, my school was so small that, like, you know, like, they needed everybody to be in more than one thing to have a thing at all. But, you know, I don't know. Nothing was required. Like, you know, like, half the football team was was in the play because the football team was, like, 18 people. <laughs> yeah, they had to. <laughs> so... Yeah. So to put on a play, you needed half the football team. <laughs> yeah, and you get your, uh, you know, your traditional high school uh, jocks don't want to be lumped in with the drama geeks, and so to prove uh, Brohammer has to prove how not drama nerdy is, so he throws a football at Stage Boy. At Stage Boy, yes. Because they, they had the... Uh, knocked the box of pumpkins out of his hand? Yeah. Because uh, he had the audacity to acknowledge his existence. Yep. The sheer gall. How dare you. <sighs> uh, although Kathy Lee, his girlfriend, does use the camera to fix her makeup, which is... You know, I guess it's something you do. Yeah, I as a guy who doesn't have a lot of makeup or cameras. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, I think the point of it was to show her touching the right side of her neck or stroking the right side of her neck as foreshadowing. But I think that's the actual purpose of that scene. But it makes no sense until you've seen the rest of the movie. Fair enough. Yes. And uh, let's see. Old, uh, Bro we get treated to a uh, we get treated to the man, the football locker room. Yeah, which I love the the fat guy who like sticks his ass out like he's like modeling it, which was pretty good. Yeah, you know, a classic high school move. Yeah, uh, yeah, and we weren't treated any dongs, which is probably a good thing since it was supposed to be a high school locker room. Yeah, that would have been weird. Yeah. So. And uh. Yeah, what what else? Oh well, uh, Kyle gets made fun of for wearing knickers. Yeah, and a blouse. Yeah, because he's in because the the gallows is set in colonial times, so everyone's wearing like period clothing. Gross. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why they would flick that on anyone. I mean, buckles belong on shoes, not on hats, I think is uh, all something that we can agree on. Yeah. Yep. Unless and, you're uh, in a Marilyn oh, Manson we, video. Like what? Unless you're in a Marilyn Manson music video or you're cosplaying a Final Fantasy character. Yeah. <laughs> or you're cosplaying a pilgrim. <laughs> Any of those. Check out my sick pilgrim cosplay. <laughs> Uh, oh, we find out that um, Fife that they've they've re- faithfully recreated the programs from the first showing of the or first playing of the gallows because that's cool, I guess. Yeah, you want to faithfully recreate this traumatic incident to remind everybody of it. 
Yeah, like cause there's uh, nothing that sells tickets more like reminding people that people could die at your play. <laughs> hey, remember this tragedy? Well, I mean, you do now because you're looking at this thing that reminds you of it, but... Yeah. You know, and like, and this is a fairly small town, I'm imagining, so it's like three to three quarters to five-sixths of the people showing up are relatives of the people in the play. So there's not a whole lot of like morbid curiosity watching going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember when my cousin died when we were kids. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Best play ever. No. Uh, let's see. The, uh, stage boy gets some, uh, pretty good comeuppance. Yeah. Or so, gives uh, some comeuppance, I should say. Yeah, he uh he gets Brohammer to try to pull on one of the the ropes that controls things in the, in the on the stage and he can't pull it just like with his arms and so he he get, climbs up on top of something to pull it with his full weight and while he's getting ready to do that stage boy flips the release on the on the rope <laughs> allowing it to move <laughs> and then the guys, the guy like falls over backwards trying to pull on the rope, and they laugh at him. They're all yeah. gonna laugh at you. They all take videos with their cellular telephones. Yes. To post they to take moving pictures, Chris, with their cellular telephones. They're gonna post it to their uh, Insta Spaces or whatever. Their Insta Face Insta Face tweets. They're gonna, they're gonna put it on their twatters. Yeah, they're Twitchers. And uh, he chases them. Twitcher is still the best horror-themed social media platform out there. It is pretty good. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, although uh, Brohammer does show us how if you uh, pluck the ropes, like they do this weird vibrating thing. Yeah, which was pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the vibration just traveling up and down the rope, but it looks really freaky. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Brohammer chases Stage Boy out the side door and then realizes that the side door doesn't seem like it works right. Don't lock no more. And he calls over Donna or whatever. My name is Karen. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that thing, that thing's been busted for months. Like, it just doesn't work. They're like, do you even like go here? <laughs> and uh, this gives him an idea of how he can save his buddy Kyle from the horrible embarrassment of being a bad high school actor. <laughs> yeah, because he would be literally the first bad high school actor actor in all of history. Yeah. Yeah, I know personally I go to every high school play that I can because I know I'm going to see top-notch fucking grade-A acting out of it. Yeah, it'd be like it'd be superlative thespianism. I can't wait to be taken on a mind journey by these great, great high school actors. <laughs> yeah, it's quite. So uh, Brohammer comes up with the brilliant plan of uh let's wreck up the joint. Yeah, if we wreck the set, they can't put on the play. 
But uh, Kyle's like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to disappoint anybody. Especially Pfeiffer. Yeah. I'm and, sorry, drama queen. And uh, Brohammer grabs his script, and there's little hearts and stuff by uh, the drama queen's name. And he's like, oh, man, you like that girl. Oh, gross. What a nerd. Yeah. How dare you like that attractive girl? Yeah. She She's nice. Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah, you're a teenage boy. How dare you you know, be interested in anyone? Yeah. So he goes uh, and tells uh, the drama queen, and she seems uninterested. Right. She's like, I have a play to put on. I don't care. I can't worry about such things as ro- romance. Yeah. And then they talk about breaking a leg. Yeah, and that don't make stage, no sense. Stage jargon, which uh, if you read the um, the trivia on IMDb for this, someone wrote a trivia about that scene and for some reason called it chagrin instead of jargon. Well, I'm going to have to go give that a solid upvote. I was just like, I don't think those words mean what they th- you think they mean. You should feel chagrined for your lack of understanding of jargon, but I'm not sure you meant that. That's definitely what I'm going to say next time somebody uses technical terms. Yep. Uh, I don't get all this chagrin. There's too much chagrin in in your speech. (laughs) Too much technical chagrin. Uh, So, yeah, sorry, IODB trivia person, but... You messed up on that one. You're on blast now, son. Yeah. I've called you out. So they uh they all meet up that night to go perform their uh sweet vandalism. And uh they have to go pick up I have to go pick up Kyle from his house. Yeah. And uh Brohammer, because he's this kind of guy. Just walks into his house, filming. Yep. Where uh, Kyle and his dad, they're having a, a heated argument about, you don't quit the football team to be in the play. Right. You have to finish, you have to finish things you commit to, and that means football, not the play. Yeah. And uh, Brohammer calls his dad... By his first and last name, which is important. Yes, but also something he would do because he's kind of a dick. Yeah. I would never have referred to any of my friends' parents by their first... I wouldn't even refer to them as their by their first names most of the time. They were Mr. Whoever and Mrs. Whoever. Because <laughs> I only know people with moms and dads, nobody with just moms or just dads. That wasn't a thing when I was a kid. Oh. I'm glad it is now. Fair enough. Yep. So they uh they all head to the school. They go in through the secret side door, uh, but none of the lights work. Right. And they and uh Brohammer tries to get a chant going for for Pfeiffer, but that just that doesn't no doesn't no, no one's into it. Yeah. So they uh they perform the world's lamest acts of vandalism. They break two bottles. Yeah. Kick over two like cutout trees. 
Yeah, and like a fake. I'm sorry, not even. Not they're even fake plants. They're yeah, just fake plants. They kick over two fake plants and one like cardboard and plaster tree or something. No, you're not even plaster. Just canvas and wood tree or something. Yeah, and, and they then, remove the stairs from the gallows. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It. And they take off the rope that was loosely wrapped around one piece of wood. Yeah. And they don't smash the stairs. They just take the screws out and carefully place the stairs to the side. Yeah. (laughs) That's how you Uh, smash up a play, boys. Although Brohammer does take the time to stage boys' locker. Yeah. And and, uh, pull out his black sweater that he wears when he's stage boying. And cuts holes in the nipple region and also has like a tiny miniature shirt that he came up with somewhere. And then he goes to close. But while he's in that guy's locker, the locker like two rows above opens up. And then when he slams stage boy's locker closed, the other one slams at the exact same time, which is kind of creepy. But he doesn't really notice it because he wasn't looking at the locker when he did things. Yeah. And, uh, while team vandal is, you know, vandalizing Vandalizing. in quotes, (laughs) they hear a a noise and they're like, well, we better get out of here. This is, this will take all of minutes to fix later. Muhaha. Yeah. But it turns out that it's drama queen. Yeah. And uh, so Kyle gives her some lame excuse about he wanted to practice or something stupid. Yeah, because you can't practice anywhere but on the stage. Yeah, he wanted the full experience. Yeah, he had to go. He, he wanted to perform the the full Shakespeare. Yeah, you never go full I mean, Shakespeare. Yeah. And if you're going to do the full Monty, you only do it one night only. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah. I could probably only do it once. I mean, I think uh, people would only pay for me to do it once. If that. Well, I wouldn't imagine people would pay for me to do it. I'd imagine they'd pay for me to stop. Or or not do it in the first place. Be like, yeah. we're going to do the full Monty unless you <laughs> cough up this much money. Yeah, it's more of an extortion racket than a performance <laughs> piece. Yeah. Don't make me go full Monty, I say often when yeah. I need money. Yeah, our new show is going to be, we're going to show you our dicks unless you pay us not to. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, you better get on that Patreon shit quick. Yeah, but all the tickets are going to have the writing that says, like, purchasing this ticket is consent to see our dicks. So that way we're not, like, you know, forcing people to see our dicks without their consent. Yeah, you got to be reasonable. I mean, we'll put it in very small lettering because we're assholes, but, you know, we're not yeah. going to show you our dicks without your consent. And we're going to hide it in the middle of a 200-page document, and it's the terms yeah. of service. But it's not going to be a EULA because then it's not valid in Canada. And, you know, we got to sweep up those sweet, sweet Canadian dollars. Yeah. We'll take your dollars no matter where you're from. Yep. Give us all your English dollars. Give give us all your Japanese dollars. <laughs> uh, anyway. 
So, um, they get busted, lame excuses. They're like, well, this is, this is a, a pretty much a bust. Let's get out of here. But then the doors are locked. Even the busted door, what doesn't lock? Yep. It won't open. And then, then Mary, I'm sorry, then Kathy Lee is like, come on, stop fucking around. Let's get out of here. And she goes to push on it. It won't open. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, uh, let's, let's see. So, uh, doors are locked. Check. Uh, cell phone, no reception. Check. Yep. But that was established before things got creepy, which was at least a nice touch. Yeah. The, uh, it was a touch. It was, it was definitely a touch. It was not a bad touch. It was just a touch. Uh, conventional phone lines don't work. Check. Nope. So now we're uh, trapped in the, in the school. Uh, the only light source is. They're in a horror movie. This is this is a lot like a horror movie in in a lot of ways. <laughs> it does resemble a horror movie. Yeah. It's almost like they had a list of things they were checking off as they made it <laughs> to ensure that it hit that standard. Are you calling this movie formulaic, Chris? No, that implies that it might deviate somewhat. This is a straight-up formula. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they're running around. The one door they can find... Unlocked leads to a storage room. Yeah, it's some kind of weird secret room in the back of the file room. Yeah. Yeah, there's the file room. Yeah, then there's like the door hidden behind. Like, not like you have to move a filing cabinet to get out. You know, it's not like Shawshank Redemption hidden. It's just you have to look around the side of the filing cabinet to to find it. Yeah. Well, that's now we got consecutive Shawshank weeks. That's good. Yep, we made this one a little more explicit for Christian, though. So, um, and uh, yeah, what? so in the storage room, there's a there's a bunch of stuff that like that's, that has zero dust on it, even though this room looks like it should not have been touched in a number of decades. Yeah, and they uh they find. The creepy uh, TV VCR combo sitting there. Yep. And it starts playing a uh, creepy VHS quality footage of uh, the event from 20 years prior. Yeah, it exposits that uh, Charlie was Charlie was the name of the kid who got hanged, or who got yeah. I, mean, I don't know when he was hanged and hung, and. Uh, yeah, so he got hanged, uh, but it but he was actually supposed to be the hangman or hangsman, and some other but some the, but the kid who was supposed to play the lead called in sick. So since Charlie was the understudy, he played the lead that night, and then he got killed. And his girlfriend looks like the lady who just sits in the back of the theater for every practice, and. And, uh, and then, Kyle sees was, a person in the footage, which freaks him out. Yeah, they show like a cast photo, and Charlie's got the noose over the lead's face, or next to his face, and the lead 
for some reason, the lead looks familiar to Kyle. So he grabs the camera with the light on it and just runs back to the hallway, leaving like everybody but Drama Queen behind. Yeah, they're all there, I think. And they all catch up with them. Well, no, no. Brohammer gets left behind. Brohammer gets left behind. Everybody else chases Kyle because he's going to the uh, memorial area. You know, the hallway where they have the glass cases with all the trophies the teams have won over the course of the life of the school and all that. Yeah. Pictures of the plays that were performed, the cast photos. Yeah. And he, uh, he busts out the cast photo and flips it over. And who happens to be the lead who backed out at the last second with an illness? Kyle's dad. Dun, dun, dun. And, and he, he's very shaken, very broken up. He's shook. And meanwhile, Brohammer's trying to find his way out, and he finds his way into the janitor's closet, where there's like a quarter drink cup of co- cup of coffee and like a half-eaten sandwich, and can't find the janitor anywhere. But if you look, he they, they, he points his phone up for some reason, and you can kind of see what maybe is a body hanging in the rafters. Yeah. Does he find any, like, nudie mags in the Janner's place, or is that just in my imagination? I mean, no, that's just your headcanon, I think. I think it is my headcanon. I just assumed they would be there, so I just have remembered them being there. Any janitor worth his salt has got porno stashed in the weird, creepy back room in his office. That's what I feel like. And then, uh... But eventually, oh, then he finds himself in the wardrobe room where there's all the clothes and they have a nice little jump scare with a mask that is really like, which is really obviously staged. And eventually he finds his way to the hallway, though, where Kyle's having his little breakdown. Yeah, and they all meet back up. They, uh, They hear some footsteps above them. And they're like, oh, that's weird. And then uh, Kathy Lee kind of gets jerked into the air, and they all freak out and run for it. And then she's got, like, uh, like rope marks on her neck. On the right side of her neck, where she had been stroking it earlier in the movie. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Somebody uh, took at least one class in film school. Or creative writing, yes. <laughs> so they uh they all head back to the stage area and they decide that they're going to try to get out through the air conditioning duct because those <laughs> generally lead directly outside. Yeah. That's how air conditioning works. You just vent it out. Yep, and there's just like a and there's just like a giant ladder like right next to the vent. Yeah, it's like a twenty foot Ladder. It's not like an extension ladder. It's like a like a giant twenty foot step ladder. Yeah. And it's just leaning against the wall. So Brohammer's like, I can climb this. <laughs> yeah. 
just climbs climbs up it and he's trying to like unscrew the cover to the vent with like his fucking like Swiss Army knife screwdriver. And then there's like a boom noise and the ladder just goes like flying away from the wall and drops Brohammer directly onto the ground where he breaks his leg much to his chagrin. That's not jargon. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but foreshadowing. His leg's all busted up and he's, you know, hoot hollering like you do when ghost monsters have shoved you off a giant ladder and broken your leg. Fair enough. Yeah. Although when I broke my ankle, it didn't actually hurt till about like 15 minutes after it happened. Yikes. But yeah. But I don't know if that's just like the way I did it or if that's the way it always works. Well, it's it's because you did it, not a ghost monster. That's right. There were, uh, there were no ghost, ghost monsters, just a brick that was not level, put on level ground. Yeah. Which may have been placed there by a ghost, but who's that to say? It is possible. Yeah. If so, that's uh, the case, that ghost put a fuck ton of bricks in my yard, because I'm always finding new bricks buried in my yard somewhere. Yeah. Well, you got one of those ghosts who's not interested in terrifying you, just mildly inconveniencing you. Yeah, which is why I built planter beds instead of trying to like till up my backyard for a garden because I was guaranteed to hit either flagstones or bricks. You got to put them somewhere. Oh well, yeah, I guess. I guess. So, anyway, Brohammer's legs jacked. The rest of the team decides that the best course of action is to go look for broken leg supplies? Yeah, well, Drama Queen and Kyle do. Um, Kathy Lee stays back with her boyfriend with the broken leg because, you know, she's fond of him, I guess. And then uh, the door's locked. And we cut to uh, Night Vision cell phone cam. Well, no, so, yeah, so at some point, Kathy Lee comes right out, and she's like, come help us, and then the door slams behind her, so she's locked out. Yeah, yeah. Brohammer's on the stage all by him, all by his lonesome. And uh, he sees... uh, is he? He sees a shadowy figure. What has a noose? And then Mm. he, uh... He crawls around and panics, and, uh... Much to his chagrin. <laughs> and then he is uh, hoisted up into the rafters. Yep. But he manages to drop his phone so that the camera is pointing upwards while it happens so that you can see it happen. Yeah. Oh, gosh, he dropped his phone and just happened to get that perfect selfie. Hell, that's yep. so random, lol. I mean, yeah, well, that's why you have to pray to the Kardashians so you can get the perfect selfie. Yeah, that's why I do it. <laughs> Chris is going to break the internet. Yeah. It must be working, because I'm pretty sure my ass keeps getting bigger. <laughs> my ass is like, will never get bigger. It's just all belly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, uh... For some reason, 
Kyle ends up in the locker room. Well, they they all watch the footage and then go to the hall and then they tell Kathy Lee to stay there or she's panicking, freaking out. I don't recall exactly why she's there, but they separate again. Yes. That's that's not for me, Chris. I promise. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, you know, like as a grand as a grandfather of no one, I have to have a landline. <laughs> That's true. You never know you could get a hot fax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually gotten a fax, but that's fine. Uh, but you know, child of the '90s anyway. Uh, so yeah, so she gets left behind in the hallway, and uh, yeah, so and then. Um, and Kyle and Drama Queen end up in the locker room. Uh, and, yeah, because he's he found a table in a trash can that he was going to somehow scale the twenty foot wall to the windows with. I don't know how he was going to pull that off, but he seemed yeah. determined. And then he goes yep. and says, "Hey, I got this thing. Come with me." But the Cassie Lee doesn't and go. He, and then and, he hears a phone ringing. Yeah. But when he came back, the, the ghost monster stole the table and trash can and put his yep. phone in the locker. Yep. And his dad is calling on his phone. Yeah. But he gets to it too late. But he hears like some weird voice on the other end, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He breaks the lock, gets in, and then the ghost monster is all like... Ghost monster <laughs> shit. Yeah. It's like it's like that. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it's good Foley work. I like it. Yeah. I, I think I have a future. Yeah. You should give up that lame job you have with all its financial security and go into the uh, perfectly viable career path of freelance Foley work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, freelance Foley artist is totally a job, right? I don't know, but I feel like that's how I'm going to introduce myself to strangers from now on. And they'll be like, like, like Axel Foley? No, not like Axel Foley. I would say yes, exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah, that song Axe Left was made about me. I have a series of bananas I carry at all times, just in case they need to go into the tailpipe. Of <laughs> any cop's car that I can find. <laughs> yeah. Just in case, because you you don't want to not have a bunch of bananas to shove in a tailpipe if the need arises. As a professional foley. Yes, sir. We do have bananas today. Uh, thus concludes our produce-based joke string. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then, uh, and so, and in the meantime, Kathy Lee is Standing, sitting there, talking to the camera, and then she shows off her really gnarly, like, rope burn on her the right side of her neck that looks all raw and kind of oozy. Not like the machine gun, but, like, it, it's oozing. Yeah. Sorry, sub, sub-machine gun. And, and uh, we see the, uh, the hangman guy is kind of creeping up on her, but then he vanishes. And uh And then 
And then when she pans the camera back to her neck, there's a noose around her neck. Yeah. To the surprise of, I don't know, maybe three seven-year-olds who should not be watching this, but somehow are watching it. Yeah, because, like, so, yeah, some, like, 12-year-old kid's like, check out all this cleavage. And, you know, and then, oh, there's a noose. And then yeah. she gets yanked back down the the ramp yeah. that she's near. And it knocks one of her shoes off, which I like. I think that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Yep. So, uh, all we got left now is Drama Queen and Kyle, and they're they're not into all of this people getting murdered by ghost monsters. Nope. So they decide to pull the fire alarm to yeah. summon the public services. Uh, yeah. Oh, hold on. It's time for my needlessly pedantic moment. Oh, please do. Okay, so most fire alarms, security systems, stuff of that nature run off analog phone lines. Oh, since they couldn't call out. Yeah. You could very well set it off, but it wouldn't actually go anywhere. Which, to be even more pedantic, probably is what happened in this movie because the cops never show up. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, kudos to them for finding a reason to have strobing red lights for the next eight minutes, but... Yep. Because apparently this school was wired up by ex-naval submarine manufacturers. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what the hell kind of fucking fire alarm this place had, but it was full of klaxons and giant red lights mounted everywhere. There's an emergency. (laughs) An emergency is going on. The emergency is still going on. There's an emergency. It's better than the everything's fine alarm, which just goes off every 15 seconds until there's a problem, but... <laughs> oh, God, that'd be annoying. As long as you hear it, you know, everything's cool, though. It's just like this girl screaming, everything's fine! <laughs> <laughs> everything's still cool! Uh, now there's a lady at work, when she sneezes, it, the the end of it sounds like a scream, and, like, I just have a fucking adrenaline rush every time she sneezes because I'm like, oh my god, someone's in danger. Oh wait, no, she's just sneezing. <laughs> That's what I imagine that the everything's fine alarm would sound like. Yeah. It's similar to that. Yeah. It's a baby crying note, you know, to maximize the weird lizard brain response. Yeah. Which when I read a study once that said that uh, like men actually have like a stronger physiological reaction to babies crying than women do in general. That seems legit. Yeah, I just I think that's great. And it's great. So I suffer more panic when I hear babies children babies crying than than a woman than both than on average than women do. I guess, assuming I'm average, which I'm probably not. So really, it's meaningless, is what I'm saying. Cool. <laughs> yep. That worked out nicely. That's also my argument for why by female by female human fighters should be allowed to have eighteen double zero strength. Yeah, all right, Nerdlinger, settle down. Instead of 18 slash 50. Nice. Classic Troy. Yep. I had to work that in somewhere. (laughs) That's fair enough. So anyway, the fire alarm's going off. Uh, 
Drama Queen sees a weird shadow. So they decide the best course of action is to go up. Onto the catwalk above the stage? Yeah. On the catwalk, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone was really too sexy for anything in this movie, though. So they uh, they start going along the catwalk. Uh, it's creepy. The hangman chases them up the ladder. There's a pipe across the catwalk at some point. They have to duck under. Yeah. And they uh, they find the crumpled up picture of the uh, uh, drama club. The cast photo. Yeah, yeah. And they hold it up to the camera so you can get a good look. And then, bam! Brohammer, hanging there. Yep. They turn around. Bam! Cassie Lee, hanging there. There's lots of screaming and hullabaloo. Yes, it's quite a quite a ruckus. There, could you describe the ruckus? No. Okay. I, I, I just... I can't. I just can't. I, I just... I watched the, the Breakfast Club in the... Like, in a theater, like... A couple of months ago, so I'm, anyone says ruckus, my first thing is to ask, could you describe the ruckus? <sighs> eh, there's worse instincts, I guess. Yeah, you know, there's a lot, there's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things in that movie that shouldn't be acted upon. That one's okay, though. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, they get out of the catwalk area, they see that the secret door is now open again. Kyle's like, all right, we're going to make a break for it. Yeah. He's like, I'm out. And then he's like, wait, why aren't you following? Yeah. And I like the fact that uh, when he gets out, he hears drama queen yelling. And then for a second, you see the camera that he's holding go, but the stairs are right there. Oh, but she's yelling, but the stairs are right there. Oh, just when you thought he was out, they pull him back in. Yeah. So he heads back in and intuits that the ghost monster is Charlie and he needs them to perform the final scene. Well, yes, I I believe it's not real. They never actually, to their credit, they never explicitly state what's going on. But my interpretation is that he figures out that Charlie wants revenge. Yeah. And since he is his father's son, he is him hanging or him going up onto the stage and recreating it is what Charlie wants in order to keep Charlie from killing a uh, drama queen. Yeah. So he, uh, he gets up there, gets to the noose. They perform the final scene uh, ghost monster phases in, hangs him. Hangs, yep, hangs Kyle. Uh, Drama Queen takes a bow with the rapidly phase-shifting ghost monster. And, uh... And, then, and you, th- and then the, the, the girlfriend is in the, in the, the sole audience, and she claps. Yeah, she gives it the old slow clap. And then you think that would be the end of the movie. Well, you'd think so, but unfortunately, they only had hit 72 minutes, so. <laughs> so instead, we have 
the bad, you know, bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? Yeah, we're now we're now watching cops bust into an apartment with I don't know. Apparently, is inhabited by like a ninety-seven-year-old woman based on the furniture. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be honest. As soon as they busted in there, I wasn't like, I wonder where this is going. I thought to myself, where did they find that furniture? (laughs) Yeah, I was. I was like, like, holy shit! Like this looks like like somebody's grandmother's furniture. (laughs) Yeah, you don't just find a matching baby blue set of weird old wooden furniture like that. And but they do pan across a picture wall, and there's a picture of the girlfriend with a young brunette daughter. Yeah, and they let's let's be real for a second. They have abandoned this as a found footage movie at this point because there's just a camera. Well, yeah, it's either so it's either like a cops setup where the camera is a cameraman, or is it supposed to be body cam footage? Because the the cop has another. There is another cop, but he's not with the cop. Yeah, he go. He wanders off to check out the rest of the house. Yeah, but anyway. And I and I guess it's supposed to be body cam footage, and like the do like they pan across like this bedroom wall that's got like the tree a tree drawn on it that looks like one of the trees from the set the set, and there's like a little like. Uh, what do they call them? Wish boards or you know those, those boards where you put all like what you want to have happen, and, and and there's like a doll hanging from a noose, and there's a hangman doll as well. Hangs hangsman doll, hangman doll, uh, and then he pans. And then there's a TV that's showing like the 1993 performance, and he keeps panning, and it's the girlfriend combing drama queen's hair while they just stare entranced at the uh the um the video uh from 1993 they both have really smoky eyes for some reason yep the the cop says uh is that charlie last name and they say you don't say that yeah don't say his name and And then his partner uh, gets hung in the hallway yep and then he pans back around and then blah, jump scare of Hangman's hood face. Yeah. Got to check that last box on the way out. The end. And that's the gallows. Well, I would ask Hotlanta, but he's not here, so I guess I'll go. Proceed. <laughs> uh... Yeah, um, it, this is a very uh, a very standard issue found footage movie. If you were going to make a found footage movie, this would be where you would start, hopefully, not finish. It doesn't do a whole lot to break out of the kind of normal trappings. Uh, you know, you got your weird reason to have a guy filming everything. You got your uh, locked in a place, lights don't work, phones don't work, can't get out, ghost monster. The more interesting parts of the movie are the subtle stuff. Like, it never really tells you 
what's going on, like who the ghost monster is specifically until the very end. Then, of course, they have to smack you in the face with it, you stupid mouth breather. <laughs> and it, it does have a couple scenes that work. And they do stick pretty close to the found footage thing where, you know, it's all cameras that are explained in the world. You got cell phones. You got the kid recording his vandalism. But, I mean, it it doesn't do anything new. You've seen this movie. I was really kind of hoping that uh, there would be a little more of a payoff to everything, but nope. Mask guy, jump at the camera, movie's over. I say give this one a pass. I mean, it's not aggressively bad or anything. It's just meh. Little, little long in spots. Doesn't do anything super interesting in my book. Yeah, find something better. What do you think, Troy? I I actually really like this movie. Yes, it does follow the tropes and formula of found footage films. I, however, think they they do it pretty well. Uh, they use the 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 set they use. I think is actually like uh, an auditorium of some kind. So they that they shot in and it's obviously like shot at night. It's not like we shot it during the day and then color timed it to look like it was night. Um, a lot of the effects look pretty practical. Um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's well done. It's well acted. Um, I will say the the fact that uh, Pfeiffer, the drama queen, was involved with it the whole time was uh, a good swerve for me. I just assumed it was Ghost Monster being Ghost Monster the whole time. Like, you don't expect Jason to have an accomplice in a Friday the 13th movie, Friday the 13th movie. And I felt like that was a uh, a nice little twist that they threw in there. Um, I don't think they really needed to have quite the reveal they had. I don't, I think after the, after the stage show, they could have just stopped the movie and that probably would have been better. Although the mob, the, the, the shot of the mom sitting there brushing Pfeiffer's hair was really creepy. But, uh, and her telling the cop not to say Charlie's name was also kind of creepy. But generally I think they probably could skip that whole part. I, I like this movie. I, I watched it. Uh, it was one of my one of my horror movie marathons when my wife was out of town. I did little mini reviews on Discord. I believe I gave it a positive rating there, and so I decided to throw it on the list for the the podcast itself. And then when since we had Accidental Found Footage Month, I moved it up the list a bit, and I liked it. So I would say watch this. I think it is a well done found footage film. Not that found footage films are the best films ever made but i think it it does a good job of executing the cliches and tropes of found footage and that's why it works so i will say that so now chris if people wanted to recommend non-found footage movies how would they to us how would they do so i knew you were gonna do that well you fucked up the order it's not my fault I'd... <laughs> well just head on over to slaughterhouseprincess.com where you can find links to all the various stuff 
you know, your Facebooks and your Reddits and your Twatters. And Twitchers. Head on over to your favorite podcast aggregator, your iTunes or your Google Plays or your Stitchers or what have you. Check out our store or our Discord or the other one I don't remember. Transcripts? Transcripts? com. You know, yeah, give us your, money. Get yourself a giant Slaughterhouse Princess banner to hang up in your house like Chris has behind him right now. I do have a rather sizable one. <laughs> um, so what are we watching next week, Chris? We are going to watch The Gallows Act 2. Because I like to heap pain upon Chris. Yeah, I can't wait. Apparently this was released like less than a month ago, and it's already in theaters, apparently, though I didn't even hear about a release of it. And it's already on streaming to be rented. They released it at the same time. Ah, that would make sense. Yeah. So we're going to watch that, whatever the hell that could possibly be, because it seems like everybody's dead, but... Well, I mean, Drama Queen's not dead. I guess that's true. So, Charlie is dead, but he's still around. Yeah. So I guess come back for that. And while other podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. We just talk a bunch of shit into microphones and put it on the internet.